in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different. Well, well, well. Welcome into the program. It is a, it as all of the accounts have said, it is a different day in the world today. I have dreaded this <laughs> for 16 <laughs> solid hours. <laughs> Oh, I will spare you all of the shouting and the screaming that I want to do. Uh, For now. For now. For now. now. Yes, welcome into a new world where Alabama is no longer the kings of college football and Georgia is your reigning national champion. And thank you. I have to say this off the top of the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who gave me crap yesterday because I was reluctant to take my Georgia Bulldogs against the Alabama Crimson Tide last night in the national championship game to win the Beat the Chief contest where we pick each and every NFL game right here against Asheville Police Chief David Zach. Beat the Chief always brought to you by Clarissa Marshall of EXP Realty. Go to ClarissaSalesWNC.com. The tie has been broken, and so has, uh, well, you know, all of the all of the pain, at least, of the last 40 years lifts for one day. For just one day. Because, I mean, it goes right back. It, 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 it's going to go right back to where it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the funniest part of this to me is, Oh, Nick Saban's done. Oh my gosh, have you, you heard? Do realize that? that? Oh yeah, you do realize they're the odds-on favorite for next year. Of course they are. By a and they wide should be margin. And they should be. Like if you could get any kind of decent odds on it right now, five to two, five to two, five to two, and I'll be really honest with you, I'd consider doing. Oh, it. you're taking it. You're taking it to five to two. I, I, I'm waiting for people to bet it down because I know it will get bet down. <laughs> Last night in Indianapolis, the Georgia Bulldogs, my Georgia Bulldogs, beat the Alabama Crimson Tide thirty-three to eighteen, and it was it was everything oh, it you could have asked for. It was so nerve-wracking. Like I sat there for the entire game, just going, "When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen?" Alabama led nine to six going into halftime, and you're like, "All right, this ain't bad." You're only down three points in the national championship game. Let's let's get it. Zeus scores in the uh, he scores the first touchdown of the game. Zamir White for the Georgia Bulldogs, and you go, oh, awesome. And then Georgia things started happening. Stetson Bennett turns it over on a, the weirdest play I think I've ever seen. But it wasn't in college weird. football. I, I was dumbfounded by how many people thought that was a bad call. Like it was not in any way a bad call. That was one hundred percent a fumble. Yes, yes, it was. The ball and it was, was coming 100% out one hundred percent recovered by Alabama. Right. There is I'm... no doubting that. <laughs> but the thing is, he didn't mean to. This no. is the one place where you can use the Jeremy Green lineup. He didn't mean he to. He did not. He legitimately did not mean to. No, he thought it was an incomplete pass, just like everybody else, and he just happened to grab the ball, and his foot just happened to be one half of an inch inside the inside the field of play. 
to cause the turnover and then Alabama scores and they go up 18 to what was it 18 to 13 at that point and you were like okay and then Georgia comes back scores takes the one point lead tries to go for two and you're like e- that was never gonna happen you were never gonna get that two-point conversion well and i don't now understand you're only- why you run it and kirby smart and two-point conversions just don't make a lot of sense to no, me. no you have you have a guy on your team his name is brock bowers yeah if you remember i said that name yesterday uh-huh. yeah he's he's good at the footballs Georgia goes up 19-18, and then they get the ball back. Stetson, they score it again. And no, we're just going to kick the go- – we're going to kick it this time. We're going to kick Which it this time so to make it stupid. an eight-point game rather than go for two and make it a two-score game. No, we got to keep it within reach. And then the last minutes of the game were just – Oh God! Here it comes! Here it comes! Bryce Bryce Young is going to throw just a dart pass, and it's going to end up as a touchdown. And then all of a sudden, Kelly Ringo, God love that man, intercepts it, takes it to the house for seventy-five yards, I believe it was. And Kirby Smart, without a doubt, had the best vertical. No doubt, oh, Kirby yeah. Smart had the best vertical of the day. Oh yeah. Well, I love the fact too. He was telling him to go get down. down, get down, then, get down, get down. He's like, "Screw you! I got a, I got a path to the end zone here." Yeah. Well, Kirby Smart figured that about halfway down the sideline and went, "Go!" <laughs> and Georgia kicks the extra point and wins thirty-three to eighteen over the Alabama Crimson Tide. And forty-one years it took to get to this point. And man, look, when they, when all when they all say. There were grown men and women crying. Yes, there were. There weren't any in, in in my house. My wife doesn't care enough. She's been a Georgia fan longer than I am. She doesn't care enough to cry about it. I've only been a fan for, you know, almost 20 years. And it, it didn't mean that much to me. But when I saw my brother-in-law, his first post, who's been a diehard Georgia Bulldog fan for, you know, most of his life, when he's a, he posted, Jason cried because Jason's a bit of a crier and I can understand why I mean I've cried at every championship my teams have ever won it was a fantastic game god it was great and one of the things that I have to ask I can't tell if Twitter has completely broken my ability to watch a football game okay or if it's improved it okay all year long mm-hmm. I heard this all year long nobody in college football plays any defense and then Darren Ravel in the beginning of the third quarter tweets out S Z's C. Like he's asleep because the SEC is so boring to oh watch. Oh my gosh. That was about as good of a football game as you'll ever see. Of course it was. The score is very misleading because that game was never that discrepant. No, it wasn't. And and, and no, had, and I they... I just I feel like A, I want this on a t shirt. B I feel like I said it no less than 20 times last night. Mm -hmm. What am I about to say? Run the ball? That's the one. Yeah, run the damn ball. Just run the ball. Why is that so hard? Oh, I I mean, it got to my my kids were downstairs in the bed and I'm watching the football game and I just kept saying it over and over and over again. Like before the 40 yard touchdown that Stetson Bennett threw. To put them up twenty-five to eighteen, I'm going. Why are you doing? Why would you? Why would you stretch the field at this point? Run the ball, bleed the clock, because now you just left eight minutes left on the clock. And I said, to, I turned to my wife and I said, "Watch this." 
Here comes the Nick Saban seven fifty nine, uh, you know, touchdown or, or seventeen play touchdown drive to send it into overtime or to win the game. And, uh, like you knew it was coming, and the Georgia defense stepped up. They made huge plays, and you know you needed a break or two to go your way. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Jamison Williams gets hurt in the first half, and had Which that not everything. happened, oh yeah, they changed had, everything. I said as soon as it happened. I, I yeah. tweeted that out as soon as it happened. Yeah. Because now Georgia can go heads up against everybody, which means an extra blitzer is coming. Yep. And if you remember yesterday, I said the right side of that Alabama line's been a problem. Mm-hmm. And you saw it. Mm-hmm. You saw it unequivocally that they have a problem on the right side of the offensive line. Yep. That team was not as deep as you would want them to be. They have a ton of talent. Talent's not the problem. Talent's never going to be the problem with an SEC team. And I'm sorry, I've seen this narrative too. The SEC is just better than your conference, and I don't care who your conference is. And it's not even close. Especially if it starts with an A and ends with a CC. It, <laughs> the SEC is just better than you. I mean, top to bottom, head to toe. It's, and it's not even close. No. And I'm sorry that the you know the non-SEC fans are like, oh, I don't care who wins the national championship. It's always the SEC. Well, yeah, because they're better. Yeah, find. Yeah. I mean, find a team. Find a team and gravitate toward them. That's what I did. I was born and raised a North Carolina Tar Heels fan, and if it wasn't Tar Heel basketball or Tar Heel football, we didn't watch it. Never watched any SEC football, Big East, none of that. Didn't even watch the other teams in the ACC. As soon as Carolina's done, you're done, and you don't watch anymore. And Carolina football was bad, so I just didn't watch college football for a good five years until I discovered SEC football. I I do have to ask this though, Mm -hmm. and and, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to be spicy here. I'm not. (laughs) I would love to know at what point, at what production meeting, did somebody go? I have an idea. We're going to have this football game. It's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> and at halftime, <laughs> we're going to debut a Katy Perry music video. Yeah. Uh, I heard that, and I went, nope, I just had a stroke or something, because that couldn't possibly be what well, he just said. We were trying to appeal to the children, I guess. I, I, I don't know who you were trying to appeal to. That didn't hit, and let's not do that again. <laughs> right. Okay? <laughs> I mean, you'd have done way better if you'd have debuted a Luke Combs video. Or, oh, and, and and that would have even that I would have been like, okay, just okay. Can we not just talk about the game? Do we have to debut some music video or something? Just okay, it's football. Well, they couldn't book a concert this year for some reason, so oh, which I'm that fine. was what you got. I'm fine. You don't have to do that. Luke Combs at Cowboy Stadium was fantastic. Right. If that was the last one of those I ever saw, I'd be just fine, just fine. Right. This year's Super Bowl halftime show, I'm all the way in for that. Mm-hmm. By the way, have you heard the story about the the halftime show this year with Dr. Dre and uh, and the litany of other acts in L.A.? What about it? If the game gets moved out of L.A., uh-huh. it's going to cost Dr. Dre like eight million dollars. No way. I don't. I, I, and I read How's the story, and I still well. Apparently, some of the things that are going to happen in la cannot be transported anywhere else uh, so they would either have to be rebuilt or scrapped 
great. Do we have another fun house mirror maze oh, that's oh, going to yeah. P- Please don't uh, do that. Oh, I'm still dizzy from that. Let's oh. just can we just just not. Yeah. Okay. The weekend trapped under the stage in the the weird fun house that made me feel like Pennywise the clown was going to jump out at any moment yeah, and bite I'm, his head I'm, off. I'm good. Let's just can we <laughs> we don't need the entertainment crossover things, okay? <laughs> I mean, I, I understand a, that you want to do the pop culture thing, and but that was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And then you get to hear the inter- they, the entire third quarter. Every time they go to commercial, they're at the end of the third quarter. We have a live trailer from the Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> I kept hearing that going. I know every word you just said, but in that order, they Didn't don't make, make any, any sense. sense to no. me. My my wife looked at me when she when we saw that, and she goes. Why did they make a movie out of that? Uh, that is the worst television show that's ever existed. Ever. And why would anyone spend big money on a Hollywood full feature production of Bob's Burgers that looks like it was drawn on the back of a napkin and never like Family Guy, The Simpsons, all of the those great heritage uh, cartoon shows. Those were they all, all winners, but they all started out looking like that. Bob's Burgers has never evolved over the back of the napkin look. The next one minute of that show I watch will be the first minute of that show I watch. <laughs> I just I, and I they don't, kept don't teasing even that understand like it. that was something that was supposed right. to keep people like everybody's around. Like, yeah. like, yeah, I can't turn off this great football game. I got to see the Bob's Burgers trailer. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it was it was a euphoric night. And I told I told this to Sports Freak Brian Hall earlier today that I had flashbacks of Rondé Barber picking off Don, Donovan McNabb in the NFC Championship game back in 2002 when Kelly Ringo returned that interception for a touchdown. Just That is the best way, in my opinion, to just put an exclamation point on any win. Derek Brooks in the Super Bowl against Rich Gannon interception returns for touchdowns that's the way you need to win games yeah i had flashbacks too of when my teams were good oh. I, I remember my i remember winning a national Look, title it'll, it'll come back around yeah, it wasn't that long ago either. i mean you've got one of the most historic uh schools in in college football and you enjoyed many many years of just beating the snot out of everybody didn't lose an acc game for eight years right and everybody hated you because of it mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing that I, I've got a couple of uh, I got a, I got a couple of uh, takes after the the coverage that I have seen so far. First off, Kirk Herbstreit and, and uh, uh, Fowler should call everything. Well, we know that can, can when they do NFL games. First of all, their NFL coverage of Chiefs Broncos phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It always is. Why is it? it, it look, I'm I, you know we obviously ESPN affiliates. I we love the mothership. Yes. Why is this so hard to figure out they should be doing Monday Night Football? I understand that's a a big ask for them because they do game day and all of the things. We got airplanes. All mm-hmm. right. We got helicopters. We, we're doing special stuff. Let's get them doing Monday Night Football. No okay. doubt. Louis Riddick's probably going to get a GM job. You're going to have to reset the deck on that uh, broadcast team anyway. Right. Let's just go Herbie and Fowler. Okay. I agree. I fully agree. But it's a great story guys i'm glad i wasn't the only one that noticed this because i've seen a couple people in the comments say why did uh andrew luck look like one of the wild thornberries the wild thornberries he looked like the dad with the big mustache it was a cartoon oh that was a cartoon on nickelodeon yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he looked very bizarre 
He's one of those people that I feel like you have enough money that you should pay somebody to go, that thing you're doing with your face, stop doing that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to fix your face because your face is just really, really (laughs) bothering me. He's the weird neighbor from the Burbs. I know you've never seen that movie. It was a 1980s Tom Hanks movie, but he is is the neighbor from the Burbs, one of the weirdest, grossest looking human beings on the planet. Hell of a football player. And a great, smart guy. But, yeah, I'll agree with you, Jeremy. You need to do something with your face. So no. we don't do a lot of uh, we do not do a lot of trivia on this show. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready to go into a commercial break. I have two trivia questions, both that emanated from something that happened over the last couple of days. The first one is that Andrew Luck thing. Okay. Andrew Luck was the number one player taken in the 2012 NFL draft. Mm-hmm. There were 10 players taken in the top 10. How many are still active, and who are they? Oh, man. I'll give you a hint. This is a much easier question than you think because it's a very low number. Hmm. All right. The answer is coming your way right here on ESPN Asheville. First hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Also, when we come back, uh, my, 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 my two bugaboos about the coverage I have seen since Georgia pulled off the impossible last night in Indianapolis and beat the Alabama Crimson Tide 33-18. to 18. Man, it's a good day to be a dog. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I've created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses, available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli, in the corner of Asheville Commons, 1550 Henry. Andersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Glory, glory to old Georgia. The Bulldogs are national champions. Oh, that, that feels so, so good. And you know what feels even better? The raining! And defending champion of the Beat the Chief contest here on the Sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside. And all right, so your your trivia question from the 2012 NFL draft. 2012 NFL draft, which will go down, A, as the second draft I ever did, uh, B, as the worst draft I ever did. Worst draft. Not from me, just in general. Uh, the first pick in that draft was Andrew Luck. Yeah. In order, you went RG3, Trent Richardson, Matt Khalil, Justin Blackman, Morris Claiborne, Mark Barron. Top seven picks, <laughs> all out of the league. Luke Keekley was nine, who has retired. Yep. There are two left. Number eight from the Miami Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill. Oh. And number 10 from the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Gilmore. That's it. Nine years later, those are the only two left in the league. Wow. 
That's it's, one of the if you do the analytics and the and, and you know wins above replacement and all the analytical stats, right? It's the worst draft that's ever happened. And if you Jeez. if you do wins against projection, Andrew Luck's the biggest bust in NFL history. Wow. If you're an analytics person, right? The biggest bust in mm-hmm. NFL history. Well, I mean, he was supposed to be the next. Well, he was Peyton supposed Manning. to be John Elway. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that he only lasted seven years, right? And he was hurt for through three of those. He could still play, though. I bet he can no. still play. After what I saw yesterday, yeah, he can still play. He could a get, rancher on Yellowstone. You don't think he could he get could back still into pl- playing see, shape? He could play a bad guy on Gunsmoke. Uh, th- those, those, <laughs> these are all things he could still play. Uh, in the comments of our YouTube channel, feel free, uh, or, or Facebook, or in the other streaming right. services, feel free to uh, chime in. What could Andrew Luck still play? The creepy neighbor on the remake of Burbs. There. <laughs> He was he was just such a brilliant guy, and I thought he was going to be so special, and I was sad that he hung it up when he did. But here's the thing: I think we talked about it when he when he finally did decide to retire. I couldn't blame him one bit. No, because his had, brain it, had been knocked out. Well, I mean, he was it was like he was playing in the middle of a, a highway. Highway, yeah. Because the the offensive line was just terrible. Yeah. Jeez. But congratulations! I've yet to actually say that. Congratulations on your national title. Thank you. And, you know, and if you win two more, you'll be back to uh, <clears throat> where I am <clears throat> with my terrible Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> right. Don't get to enjoy much, but, but I do get to enjoy the past. Yeah, hopefully, this will be an onslaught of uh, of championships, like I got to see with uh, with my Boston Red Sox. Of when once the curse was over, then it became a thing where you are a threat, which leads me into two of the things that I've seen in the coverage since last night's thirty three to eighteen win by the Georgia Bulldogs that have irritated me to all, high heaven. First off, we get it, Stetson Bennett great story it's a great make a great disney movie absolutely the kid who at three years old told his dad he wanted to be the starting quarterback of the georgia bulldogs and then walked on and refused scholarships because he wanted to go to georgia and walked on and then went to juco and then came back and got the starting job not once but twice and then finally he was the one that led them to the national championship game but can we can we be real honest for a second he was one throw away from being the goat of all goats. And I don't mean greatest and not, of all time. And not the good goat. This is scapegoat of eating, all time. Eating a tin can with your head stuck in a hundred percent. Like like, like like we will not be buying you drinks in bars in Georgia. You will not be able to go into a bar in Georgia ever in your life again without getting your tail kicked. Cause Screech about blew it for all of us. And I me and my wife are sitting there watching the game and i'm looking at her and she's looking at me and i'm going don't we have another quarterback don't we have anybody I was else screaming for jt daniels the whole yeah, first half anybody else that can take the snaps in this game because stetson from the jump didn't look comfortable he i mean he was rushing things he was fumbling balls it was just it was bad news all to start out the game and sure he turned it around in the fourth quarter made two clutch throws got us two touchdowns great but the real the the real MVP of that game it was Lewis Sin. I said it in our uh, in our in our Discord chat. As soon as the game was over, Sin needs to be the MVP. And it was never going to happen ever. 
He was. He was the defensive MVP, and they and and they interviewed and him last. Yeah, and that's all. That's that's cute, <laughs> and that's all well and good. Yeah, there was never any doubt who was getting that trophy. Oh, we all knew it. But here, but but everybody, you know, it's a great story. But we have already beat it into the ground. I think you know. I, I, I'm done with the story. I don't think there's any more needs to be said about. Uh, I've already got the next quarterback in my mind. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Jake. Stetson Bennett. Oh. Cowboy happy in it. Pew pew oh, pew. pew pew. Yeah. That, uh, uh, I will say this: if you had told me that was the kid that was going to win you a national championship, right. I would have said you were out right. of your mind. Right. Of all the quarterbacks Georgia has had, Stetson Bennett doing it was the most improbable. And then, and then the second thing I have seen. Georgia has staked its claim to being a perennial contender. That happened seven years ago. You guys get that, right? Like, this is... They've been a perennial contender. Just because they haven't won a national championship in that time? I went and looked. In the 15 years between the last win Georgia had against Alabama in 2007 to last night, these two teams faced off eight times or counting last night eight times do you know what the average ranking of the two teams each time they face because they have not faced each other when they're not ranked the average ranking for both teams combined is 3.8 which means they've been one two a lot right one and two two and three three and four people just act like georgia just showed up this year and that and, and it's over he played for a national title just a couple of years ago. Georgia's gonna Georgia's gonna be here for a long time. The Alabama fans, oh, good job on your uh, national championship. Too bad you won't be around next year. Are you sure about that? Because uh, well, we're gonna talk. We're, we're gonna talk about that after uh, just a bit outside, right? But before we get just a bit outside, we have our first. Let's try that again. Yep. Uh, Devin Jobin said Andrew Luck looks like he should be having a conversation with Chris Hansen on that show he does on Dateline. Uh, Stephen Tao said he looks like he could play checkers outside of Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Vick, who was the first person to get our trivia question, says Andrew Luck looks like he could still play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, other good answers I saw. Uh, he looks like someone that could sit outside, sit in a rocking chair giving advice while peeling an apple with a knife. Uh, he looks like he could play Matthew McConaughey in the remake of Dazed and Confused. Keep firing those because some of them have been really good. Not all of them can I read into this microphone, but they've been really, really good. Right. Most of them you'll read, and then the other ones you can save for the uncensored third hour of the program, uh, which returns today. We will be doing the uncensored third hour after this uh, radio program is over, and we'll be uh, talking about the playoff teams in the NFL, ranking each and every one of them from 14 to number one. Um, and we'll we'll give you guesses, but you don't really have to guess that much to find out who's number 14 and who's number one. Those are those were the easiest ones for me. Uh, yeah, those were those will be pretty predictable. <laughs> uh, 14 is 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 bird, which uh-huh. means not real. Uh-huh. And number one is the team that has the biggest jerk in the NFL. Yes. And the best quarterback. Yes. We'll be doing that in the uncensored third hour web only. So go to the sportsocracy.com, click on that live video link, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can get in on the chat. Now, let's get just a bit outside. 
the sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right, just like uh, Georgia has returned to the to the promised land in college football, there is an NFL team who will once again rejoin the living, and they will be getting a new team nickname, which is what every American sports franchise has to have to be included in our leagues. From now on, that is the I am president of the world, and there will never be another Washington football team like name ever again the funny story though so the players have already found out the players already know what's happening they've already been briefed they already know what the name is they've already seen the schemes and 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 the outfits and all that kind of stuff the outfits i meant merchandise okay i i I get I, i wasn't talking about their uniforms i was talking about their merchandise but they've already seen all of the apparel and they how about that is that better so the announcement's coming up on February the second, and um, Terry McLaurin had a. Gr- I mean, he summed this up perfectly, and I think it's going to be the response that we all have once it finally gets released on February the second. So he goes on a podcast, and they asked him, "Okay, we know you can't talk about it, but tell us about the rebrand. What do you think about it?" His direct quote was, "It was better than I was expecting." <laughs> Like, and I think at this point, that's all we can ask for. I actually, I just think, want it to be better than I'm expecting. I think we should do it, it, Just go with me here as the, the marketing guy. I think we should do our logo in Washington football team colors and just quote it. It's better than we were expecting. Better than we were expecting. It was good. Just, it was better than I thought it'd be. Yeah, he said he had his doubts going in, but after leaving the briefing, he was super happy. And uh, he could, said you could see the time and the effort that was put into it. Okay, well, I have seen no effort yet. Like, we've already seen the sneak peek of the uniforms. It doesn't look like there was a whole lot of effort to that. You added a couple of stars. What, what else did you do? Well, I mean, you Tell me, what is it that you do here? <laughs> I buried the building down. <laughs> so, Terry McLaurin, definitive statement. The changeover from Washington football team to the Washington commander, I'm sorry, to whatever it's going to be, it's better than he expected. And that's all you can can ask for. Okay, so I'm going to, I said today there would be more trivia than we thought there would be. Yes. Because we don't really do trivia here. So now I'm going to task you on air. I need you to prepare my favorite song. Uh, okay. it's, it's my favorite song to it's sing karaoke after I've had one too many. Okay. Because, and I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. Yesterday it came out that USC quarterback Jackson Dart would be entering the transfer portal. Many, myself included, we read the tea leaves and went, well, I guess that means Mr. Caleb Williams will be joining his former coach Lincoln Riley at USC. Yes. Well, we have another layer of where everybody could uh, kind of fall out. After watching Jackson Dart at USC, I said he would be a number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. That was under the context that he was playing for Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. because I greatly believe in the talent of Jackson Dart. Well, yesterday something happened that has a wee bit of an involvement with me. Graham Harrell is the new offensive coordinator of my West Virginia Mountaineers. Take me home to 
place. I belong. Jackson Dart. Coming to Morgantown <laughs> in 22. I'm calling it right now. Jackson Dart's going to be the next quarterback of my fighting West Virginia Mountaineers. Okay. And it makes me so happy in all of the happy places. I saw Graham Harrell get hired, and that was literally my first thought. Like, mm-hmm. that seems like a weird transition to go from what you've been to doing that. And and I thought that for about two seconds, and then I went, wait a minute. Does that potentially mean that my favorite quarterback could be coming to my favorite team? Does that mean in 2022 I might actually have something to be excited about? Maybe so. Both of my teams have been dog water for three years. Just, okay, I need something. Just give me anything. Just to give be. you anything. I've had to watch tons of fun over here with a Super Bowl and a national title in the same year. Yeah. Fire them cannons. No, no. Hunker it down. You get, you get puppy things, not pirates. No pirate We're things. doing puppies, not pirates today. You get one. Okay, so I can just, I can just do this. Just, I, you know, yeah. I, I feel like as many times as I pay, played the Alabama fight song, you should be allowed to do that Fair as enough. many times as you want to. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, not only am I a winner in the Pick'em contest, not only is my team a national champion for the first time since 1980, um, this is not factually true, but this is kind of how I feel like it. I don't think I've been as healthy as I am right now since I was born in 1982. (laughs) And it's all because of the PhD weight loss program. Jeremy and I have embarked on the journey with PhD weight loss and sat down with Dr. Ashley Lucas just, oh, a few weeks back. It doesn't, it just seems like it was yesterday that we sat down for our initial consultation with PhD weight loss. And uh, Dr. Ashley Lucas looked at both of us and said, yeah, y'all need to lose a whole lot of weight. Uh, it's 200 pounds combined between the two of us. And so far we have, uh, we got to go in for our weigh in tomorrow. So this number is just tentative right now, but so far Jeremy and I combined have lost almost 40 pounds between the two of us. And we've got our, we've got our PhD food in here. That's the great thing about this program is that they give you 80% of the food that you're ever going to need. It, it, and for me, it's all about convenience. Right. That's, that's how I got in this shape. Is because I would eat what was the most convenient. Now I have all the food, the healthy choices here to yep. keep me on pace and help in my weight loss journey. They will teach you all about nutrition, how to put the good things into your body and say no to all of the bad things. And if you need to transform your life, you need to give them a uh, give them a shout over at myphdweightloss.com. Myphdweightloss.com. Join us on our weight loss journey. The way too early top 25 for 2020 in college football jeremy you've you've already put together your list here i have uh, i mean it starts at two because alabama's one and Alabama's it's not even really one. worth talking agreed. about agreed you Again, bring back the heisman trophy winner and you bring back the number one player in college football in, in will anderson yep i I, re- I mean i need to obviously know more than that but that's a really good start well and you've already got the number two recruiting class in the country texas a&m bought all theirs so uh, yeah and that's know, the thing that guess who my number two is it's texas a&m texas a&m and your number three adding is georgia max johnson <laughs> adding max johnson was big actually georgia's not my is not really my they lose okay. so much on defense mm-hmm. i mean and look i understand you've recruited well but that is a special 
special defense. You have five guys off that defense that will go in the first two rounds. Agreed. It's, it's really a- hard to replace that level of, of, of churn. Yes. The SEC's getting better. I have Georgia at five. True. Solely Stetson. Like low, but okay. okay, you tell me who they're supposed to be better than. All right, because I got I got Texas A and M two. Mm-hmm. I got Ohio State at three, who returned C J Stroud, and uh, the the entire defense is going to have grown a year. Yeah, they would be my two. That, there are a lot of people's two. I can't put them ahead of Texas A and M. A and M's got an otherworldly amount of talent coming in, and guys that just didn't play this year because they're freshmen. Right. And, and you saw last night with Alabama, freshmen are freshmen for a reason. Mm-hmm. It, it's not about the talent; it's about the reps. Mm-hmm. It was really obvious last night. That a lot of those outside guys that were playing receiver for Alabama, they just hadn't taken the reps, and that matters. And I think A and M is the team I look at and go, well, "I wonder what the number at uh, BetUs.com using the promo code Sportsocracy would be if I wanted to take them to be my national champion next year." Mm-hmm. Because I won't be shocked if we have a fourth SEC team in four years win the national title. Yeah. I would agree, I, I th- and I think Georgia deserves to be in that discussion, but that's just me. They do have a lot to replace. It's going to be difficult, but here's the thing. Kirby has recruited right along with Nick for the last three years. It has, I don't know the, the stats off the top of my head, but it has been one between one and four, Alabama and Georgia have taken up two of those spots each of the last three years. So the recruiting, I'm not, I'm not worried about replacing because I feel like Georgia's finally at a point where we can say we're like Nick. We've got another four or five, you know, four or five five star guys that we could just slot in there who didn't play a whole lot this year. But okay, so you got Ohio State, you got Texas A and M up there. Have they decided who their quarterback's going to be? Who Texas A and M? Uh, Max Johnson. Max, that's right. That's right. I thought you were asking me about Ohio State. Like, no, no, look, no. I mean, no, I know, we know I got down on CJ Stroud, but I mean, okay, no, no, no. We be, know, we know, we know who their quarterback here. Be. Okay, Max Johnson is the new quarterback for Texas A and M. I had uh, I'd let that slip my mind. All right, and uh, who else is in there? You're gonna tell me I'm crazy on this, and and I know that it's Clemson. Clemson's my four really clemson's my four i mean as bad as dj uyangalele was this last year and they're going to have a litany of other options if dj's not the guy mm-hmm. he's not gonna be the guy mm-hmm. there's not gonna be a hey we're stuck in this like we were last year right they got uh tano whatever his I, name is i'm not gonna lie i can't pronounce his name <laughs> I, i've seen it phonetically spelled I, right. and i just i don't want to butcher the kid's name right uh, but they've actually got another quarterback coming in too named uh cade klubnik mm-hmm. that is really 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 good i feel like people threw dirt on clemson too early and what people aren't realizing is what's really the the acc is going to be just better enough next year to look really impressive if clemson runs through it okay because you've got two other teams in my top 20 uh nc states at nine Mm -hmm. i had to literally figure this out two separate times because i kept coming to nc state in the top 10 yeah they return so much. They're returning 10 guys on defense, 8 guys on offense, and, you know, you're going to lose the tackle. Ike and McQuanu, you're going to lose. You know, Stop calling him a tackle! But he plays tackle for them right and now. He's played everything for them. He's right. I just, Look, okay, he has left NC State. He has <laughs> he declared his intentions for the draft. 
I I really okay. need us to stop putting tackle and his name okay. together. Okay, excuse me. Guard Ike McQuano, uh is not going to be back for them. They're losing both of their running backs. Devin Leary's going to come back. I get it, but he's losing his number one target. I always forget his name. It's Emeka Mezzi. Yeah, but it looks like at least one of the running backs is coming back. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Out of person and... Pierce. Yeah. Okay. I, I just look at NC State and go, you return a lot. Mm-hmm. ESPN has them at eight. I could not physically put them ahead of the, the next three for me, which are Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, and Utah. Okay. I could not get them in front of them. No. But then I started getting into the Michigan States and a, a slew of other teams going, I, you know what? I just think NC State's better than that. Oklahoma State's in that discussion. Oklahoma State's my six. No. Okay. Oklahoma State is my six. Notre Dame is my seven. Utah is my eight. Mm-hmm. And then you get into... There's a lot of churn with like Oregon and Iowa and Baylor. The one that I'm telling you right now is going to fall like a rock is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is going to learn the hard way why you do not skimp on coach. Oh, but Brent Venables was such a good ass- and he's an assistant. And it shows everything I have seen all offseason long screams to me. They all know. They all know what he is. Do you know how many teams? Now, this is consensus. This mm-hmm. is not anyone specific betting site okay do you know how many teams have a better chance to win the national title next year according to the initial output consensus of all of the initials that went out after the game last night 16 you're too low it's 21 wow oklahoma is 22nd and yes there are sites that have them at eight there's some that have them at 30 Mm -hmm. and you really have to look at that vegas has gold fixtures for a reason right and I just look at Oklahoma and go, that is going to be a precipitous decline. And I can't emphasize this enough. The conference is not that good. The conference is not that good, and I'm afraid they're going to lose three or four games in that, in that conference, and it's going to make it look even worse than it actually is. i got to ring the bell here for Patrick Holt. Anytime State is ranked that high or hyped up that much, they always fall on fall flat on well, their faces. Well, you know, okay, I was trying to be nice to NC State. I was. I, I felt like I did a, a pretty good job of that. Look, I highly respect anybody who can talk truthfully about their program. Patrick Holt is one of those. I, I, he I knows. He's lived through it. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of people in the uh, in the comments that have mis- mentioned Michigan. Michigan is currently one of those teams that's not on the board to me. And there are two of those. Well, why? Because I don't know who's going to coach them. Mm-hmm. And it's not just Michigan. Come back, we'll do green on green. I, I got to get this out there because I've heard it in too many places. I don't know exactly how much credence to give it. But there's another coach in college football that's being tied to NFL jobs, and it makes a lot of sense. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Jeremy's Picks of the Night, coming up next. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Coffee's the closer zone. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the money. 
last night proved positive why you don't ever trust the evil empire. Alabama cost me a lot. Whether it was the over, Alabama and the money line, whatever the case may be. But we- To beat the chief championship. Oh, good. Why? Why, why, why? Why did we have to do that? To throw that one in there. Well, you know what? You earned it. Yep. I, I go to Jen to that. We go to Jen to that. Yep. And you earned your, your championship fair and square. Thank you, but, Cowboy Hat Bennett. But it's an NBA Tuesday night, which means it's a money-making Tuesday night. If you're looking at the graphic on the screen, you're seeing a pick that I can't physically believe I'm making out loud, but I am. My first one, the Oklahoma City Thunder take on the Washington Wizards tonight in Washington. Oklahoma City's a nine and a half point dog. Here's something that nobody wants to talk about. Oklahoma City is bad, but they cover a lot. They do. They do not get slaughtered by teams, and I don't think they're getting slaughtered here. Washington has regressed. They haven't looked as good as maybe you would expect them to look after the hot start. I'm taking Oklahoma City plus the nine and a half. Next, the Phoenix Suns travel to the Toronto Raptors, who have actually been markedly playing better than you would think. Phoenix is only a four-point favorite, and that is stupid. This is an overreaction. Phoenix got smacked, just scattered the other night, and that has moved that number entirely too much. Phoenix is good defensively. Fred Van Vliet had his first triple-double the other night. He's not doing it again. Give me the Phoenix Suns. The Memphis Grizzlies host the Golden State Warriors tonight. Memphis is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. There's no Draymond Green. The, the Golden State Warriors are about as easy to figure out as any team you've ever seen. Without Draymond Green, they're not particularly that good. Am I saying he's the greatest player? No. But he's a glue guy that makes them markedly more efficient. Without him, they're just not the same team. Give me Memphis minus the one and a half. Finally, the Minnesota Timberwolves travel to New Orleans to take on my favorite little punching bag, the New Orleans Pelicans. Minnesota is only a three-point favorite. The Pelicans are bad, and they can't defend big guys to save their life if they can play more than five feet away from the rim. You know who does that particularly well? Carl Anthony Towns starts out of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Give me Minnesota minus the three. Go and do likewise, gents. The money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And you can take all of those wagers to betus.com. Betus.com is the website. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY, and they will give you a deposit bonus of 125%. Again, for using our promo code SPORTSOCRACY at betus.com. You take it to BetUs, you put in... Uh... Put in your hundred doll hairs there. They'll give you $125 in free play That's tokens right. that you can use on all of the picks. That before last night had been really good. Yeah. And then, you know, last night was, <laughs> I told you this, and after my Marcus Page comeback in the last week of the NFL, that will be forgotten forever. Yep. Hubris comes shortly before the fall. <laughs> and last night was the fall. That was the fall. All right. So wrapping up the two early top 25 for college football in the coming year 2022 what is it there are two teams that i can't really rank because i and i can't put my finger on exactly how much of this is going to play out but you got to know what's out there jim harbaugh has an interest in the nfl there's too much smoke there for there not to be at least a little fire Mm -hmm. i can't tell you he's going to take the raiders job i can tell you it intrigues him and if mark davis shows up with his brinks truck full of money he may not be able to say no at the end of the day, you're losing your two best players in Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajaba. Mm-hmm. That that Michigan team is not going to be as good as they were this year, and there's an entire possibility that you're going to come out next year, get scattered by Ohio State, and now you're in the same position that you were in a year ago where you had to take a 50% pay cut. Right. Jim Harbaugh knows that. Mm-hmm. 
That's not really the one I want to talk about. Okay. There's another name out there that has been directly linked to one job that he has a little bit of a history with. And it it sounded stupid when I first heard it. And the more I thought about it, the more sense it makes. Okay. The job is the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. And the candidate is Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. What? His dad was the defensive coordinator of Minnesota as he was growing up. Okay. So he knows Minnesota reasonably well. You come in with Kirk Cousins. You have Justin Jefferson. You got Adam Thielen. You, you also forget you have Irv Smith, too, because he didn't play this year. Mm-hmm. You got Dalvin Cook. You got a good amount of draft capital. You got an offensive line that really could push what it is Lane wants to do. I'm not telling you he's going to take this job. I can tell you there is interest on both sides. Mm-hmm. Because Lane does not love this transfer portal thing. And I've told you this. College coaches that are not making the dumb, dumb $100 million Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley money, they're going to listen. Now, could Ole Miss you know, dump a Brinks truck full of money on his front porch and him go, okay, I'm just fine in Oxford? Sure. But I think he's going to listen. Right. I do think he's going to listen. Okay. And I think Bill O'Brien, there's a high likelihood that Bill O'Brien's going to get a job in the NFL. He's certainly not taking a college job. I've heard all the read the tea leaves of, oh, if we start a second wave of, of you know, if Lane Kiffin leaves and goes to then Bill O'Brien's new head coach at Ole Miss. That's not going to happen. Bill O'Brien wants to be in the NFL. Right. And at the end of the day, I think Lane Kiffin wants to be back in the NFL for one more run. He took the Raiders job too young. He was, I think he was 33 years old when he got that job. He'd never been a head coach anywhere, and that was a dysfunctional organization at mm-hmm. that time. I think there's something in Lane, that, that type A personality of, I want to prove that I'm not just a gimmicky college guy. And he's matured. There, there's a lot of things about him that I'm I'm intrigued. I'm oh. intrigued by the thought that Lane Kiffin could end up in the NFL again. All he's got to do is just wait two more years. Wait two more years, and then you can join the team that your dad won a Super Bowl with. Come on. Makes all the sense in the world. You know, once Tom Brady's done winning – his third Super Bowl. Oh, you mean once they're, the Tampa a, Bay once they're a speed bump for the Carolina Panthers <laughs> and New Orleans uh, Saints? Okay, yeah, I don't think he wants to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, probably not. Uh, we are going to talk about Tom Brady coming up in the next hour. Is it a travesty if he doesn't win the MVP? His coach thinks so. And we'll, we'll, we'll see. Is it a travesty or not? Coming up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Wicked Weed Brewing. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 you are in the sportsocracy second hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Check them out at wickedweedbrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing. Drink different, and if you're just joining us, it's a celebration championship Tuesday here in the sportsocracy as we not only celebrate the greatest national championship that we've ever seen in college sports, but we, <laughs> we also celebrate the greatest tiebreaker of a random pick'em contest on a on a sports radio show as everyone said tank just take your team and so i did and that hands me the beat the chief championship for 2021 
You're going to give Stetson Bennett a Nobel Peace Prize before this is all said and done. He's already earned it. He has earned it. He has brought peace to the state of Georgia. Him and Freddie Freeman, that should be the next president, vice president on the ballot in 2024. Uh, no, that, that that will be me and a still uh, to be determined vice presidential candidate vice presidential candidate i want to be the joe exotic of the 24 the 2024 presidential election oh so you get 600 nationwide votes for whatever the 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 fee is to get on the ballot that's fine 600 more than anybody else did you ever hear i got you that's that's a weird way to say that but i mean very uh eloquent for a west virginia guy so you got that going for you look I, that could be my campaign slogan i will make the economy gooder gooder just gooder uh no it was it, it it was a great national championship game last night uh i am being hyperbolic of course because it gets on jeremy's nerves that now i have another championship to celebrate well everything's the, the last everything's you know. the greatest thing that ever happened because that's what we do now it's all the greatest that ever happened yeah well this is the greatest georgia national championship in football that i have ever seen well you don't have a lot of competition so uh, no, because it's the seen. only one I've ever seen, because mm-hmm. I was born two years after Herschel Walker won the first one uh, for Georgia back in 1980. 41 years of futility. You can't ever erase the pain. I mean, that's the one thing that's, you know, it, Jeremy, I should tell you this as a fan of a team that has never won a Super Bowl. You still can't wash away all of the pain. No, the but championship one Super still Bowl does. Would be, that would be enough for me to uh, I deal with it for a lot longer. Oh, you absolutely can. It will definitely get you through all of those four and thirteen years. Going, hey, I remember when we won a championship a couple of years back. That was that was a whole lot of fun. So, and and you know, I really hope you get to experience that in your NFL fandom at some point. What? Listen here, Chuckles. Don't, I'm don't, not don't, patronizing don't, you. Don't I'm serious. Me. I'm serious. Just because you got a national title and a Super Bowl in the same year. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Don't patronize no, me. No, I hope everybody gets to okay, experience my, it. My college team still historically better than yours. Your uh, NFL no team right on par with mine. Hubris, Except for the two Super Bowls. Hubris comes shortly before the fall, <laughs> my friend. No, and that goes for everybody. I don't care who you pull for. I hope you get to experience what it's like to see your your team win a championship, a national championship, a Super Bowl, world title, whatever. I hope everybody gets to do that. Of course, I mean, you except do. for the Raiders fans. Trophy. Except for the Raiders fans, we just nope. <laughs> sorry, the Raiders I had to say are going to win one this year. Oh God, I just would love it. win, baby! I would love it because I'm going to continue to poo-poo them all the way. Uh, you must poo-poo them. You do not have a choice. No. Yeah, you must. Oh, the the NFL did not give me a choice. The gods did not give me a choice because they put the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Cincinnati Bengals in the first round of the playoffs, which we will be uh, covering live on the YouTube stream. We'll be doing live reactions to the San Francisco, or the San Francisco, the Cincinnati Bengals, and I don't know where it came you from. Don't it ask me. Yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Las Vegas Raiders, four thirty on Saturday afternoon. We're just going to be here in the studio watching it. We'll give you our uh, our reactions to the game. We'll talk about other stuff throughout the broadcast as well. But uh, it's 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 going to be a whole lot of fun, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun to see the you know the Raiders finally get their comeuppance 
in the first round of the playoffs. But uh, we'll get more into that in the third hour when we talk about all of the playoff teams. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Tank, you're, the show's normally only two hours. Well, we have the uncensored third hour that's on the web only. So you got to go to thesportocracy.com, click on the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you know every time that we go on live. But our YouTube stream that is up right now will continue for a third hour, and we will do the uncensored version where we will rank all of the playoff teams in the NFL ahead of this week's uh, wild card round. Now, uh, hold on before we sorry. move on. I, I have to. Uh, I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, our, our good buddy Devin, our chief medical correspondent, says, "Yes, sir." Should we find Jeremy for using the term "second wave"? Talking about Lane Kiffin, I thought we outla- outlawed that phrase. In the, for the super sniffles i didn't actually realize that i said it but uh, apparently i did the second wave oh god i remember doing that in the, Those in, days. In, in the basement time oh yeah doing movie trailers arnold schwarzenegger kathy griffin paulie shore the second wave <laughs> now that oh, we have we the got ability to actually make that i we should really do that we got another one from jason trump uh hit that hit hit that button using his uh, free one for his three-month token as a member of the House of Reprehensibles. That's right next to the subscribe button, by the way, on the YouTube channel. Just says join, yeah. and then you can be a reprehensible yeah. like us. Join up, and it's it's like a $2 a month fee, something like that. It's And, and you get to be a part of the group. You get your little uh, icon, your little beer mug icon next to your name in the chat, and you can do uh, super chats as well. Stetson Bennett in four years, top used car spokesman. I've never seen salesman spelled that way, but okay. No, he'll be a face. He will be the face of the dealership. I, you know, it, I, you, I, I you, probably you, underestimate how he will, that, that whole, he'll never buy a beer in the state of Georgia again. It'll never happen. I'm probably underestimating that. Right. From mountains to coast, Stetson Bennett is now the hero of heroes in the state of Georgia. Bigger than Freddie Freeman. I'm, you I'm call just, me a liar. I'm just glad we don't have to hear the, uh, the Kirby smart hate anymore. Oh yeah, it was always stupid to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's coming from a guy who won. You know, my team won a national title with Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, so come on down to Stetson Bennett Ford and get your new twenty thirty eight ton or uh, F one fifty. That's exactly what it's going to be. He's yeah. going to have a string of car dealerships all across the state and of Georgia. Here's the thing: if he calls himself Cowboy Hat Bennett or he goes pew pew, I expect royalties off every one of those commercials. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Bruce Arians has said a thing. Bruce Arians likes to say lots of things, but I th- I, th- I guess this triggered Jeremy in a certain way because because when- Bruce Harry Bruce Arians is an absolute crazy person. Okay, like, and I'm tired of playing into it. I'm tired of pandering to it. Bruce Arians to me is like the 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 40 year old trust fund kid who his trust fund just unlocked, and now he thinks he's the smartest person on earth. Okay. When Tom goes away, at the end of the day, you're still a mediocre NFL coach at best. And that's probably the nicest way I could say that. Who's competed in two Super Bowls without him. As a coordinator. He was a fine coordinator. I never said he wasn't. Yeah. He was a bad head coach and had been in large part his entire career. So, okay, you got Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your ring. Polish it. And maybe if you could uh, stop talking so much, that'd be great. Just stop talking. So anyway, no, the, I didn't say stop talking. I said stop doing it so much. Okay, seems like every day Bruce Arians has some new spicy, spicy thing to say. 
Well, I mean, he's got a lot of a lot of opinions, and one of them is that the MVP race in the NFL this year is not even close. He's using the Jeremy Green line of it's not even close between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and that it would be a quote travesty if Tom Brady does not win the MVP in the NFL this year. And that's one of the top five stupidest things I've ever heard somebody say out loud. Well, I mean, to be so dogmatic about it, yes. I mean, I can understand being upset or feeling like your guy needs to need you know needs to win the MVP or get props for all the things that he's accomplished this year. I can understand that. But to say it's a travesty and that the race isn't even close, like, come on. Well, to me, the race isn't even close, but it's not Tom at one. To me, it's Aaron Rodgers not even close. Okay, see, now you're jumping into Bruce Arians' territory. Who's the second best receiver Tom Brady threw to this year? Chris Godwin. Okay, who's three? Antonio Brown. Okay, who's four? Cyril Grayson. Uh, Rob Gronkowski's <laughs> who I was looking for. I've been waiting for you to say Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> right. Uh, I need you to realize that Aaron Rodgers goes Devontae Adams, and then uh, you pick. Yeah. You pick which one of that fun cluster of mediocre receivers you want to choose it to mm-hmm. alan lazard equin here's my point i have seen green bay now two times mm-hmm. without aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. they were laughably bad against the kansas city chiefs yes. offensively yes and in the second half against the detroit lions they looked like they didn't belong in the nfl and they lost to one of the worst least talented teams i've ever seen agreed uh aaron Rodgers for mvp and to me it's not even close mm-hmm because you're asking the question of who is the most valuable to their team. With those weapons that Tom has in Tampa, I firmly believe Kyle Trask could have gotten this team to the playoffs. Okay. And now, am I saying they would have been a threat to anybody? No. I fully understand how big of a difference Tom Brady makes. Right. You've still got an immense amount of talent. With Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers would, be picking, would have been picking in the top five, and I don't care how good that defense is most valuable player no aaron Rodgers. that is a bottom 10 team in the nfl right now granted am i putting a little bit of stock into the fact that you blew a first round pick on jordan love maybe a little bit but i can't help that Mm -hmm. that green bay packer team to me is the prohibitive favorite to win the super bowl and there is only one reason for that Mm -hmm. and it's aaron Rodgers. i and i would listen to the jonathan taylor thing because to me it's not it's not about stats that's what Bruce Arians wanted to cling on to. Is, oh, Tom threw the most passes in NFL history. Well, right. By the way, stupid. As somebody that watched the best year of my team's history with a 40-year-old quarterback whose arm fell off, I wouldn't be bragging about that there, Bruce. That's that's really not a positive. It's much more of a negative than it is positive. Right. But in my opinion, the most important player to – because if you don't make the playoffs, you're immediately eliminated to me. Yes. So Jonathan Taylor, sorry. Gone. Great year. Yep. You had more yards after first contact than any other running back had, period. Good for you. That will very easily get you offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. You're not the MVP. No. Cooper Cup, sorry about your luck. I mean, I get it if we're if we're if we're going, you know, non quarterbacks, maybe there needs to be a non quarterback category. Uh, there is. It's called offensive player of the year. Well, no, offensive player of the year sometimes it goes, goes to a quarterback sometimes, as well. but that's usually if there is a non-quarterback position player that that would have been a, a threat to it. That's usually what they win. Right. Uh, Joshua Pinnock said in our in our uh, live YouTube chat, mm-hmm. hot take, but my MVP is Joe Burrow. Secret time, Joe Burrow would be my two. 
I'd vote for Joe Burrow before I'd vote for uh, Tom Brady. And really? I mean that. I 100% mean that. Take Joe Burrow off Cincinnati, and what do you have left? Cincinnati from last year. Bingo. <laughs> you have <laughs> right. that 2-15 and 15 team we were talking right. about. You got Brandon That's Allen. That's how good yeah. Joe Burrow has been. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. But Tom Brady is doing things in the NFL that he's never really done before. And I think at his advanced age, you have to give that some credence. See, your age does nothing for me. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're 22 or 57. I really could care don't less. Don't care. Overcoming the odds doesn't even That has register nothing to do with most valuable player. Mm-hmm. You're still playing of your own volition. I don't care where you were drafted. I don't care how much money you make, and I don't care how old you are. Mm-hmm. I care who is the most valuable player to their team. And to me, that's Aaron Rodgers, not even close. And then Joe Burrow is the only one that, to me, is even worth talking about. We're doing power rankings in the web-exclusive third hour. Right. The Cincinnati Bengals are above the bottom half for both of us. Yes. And it's exclusively because of Joe Burrow. I mean, Jamar Chase helps. Joe Mixon helps. There's a lot of ancillary pieces there that I'm not trying to willfully poo-poo. It's Joe Burrow that ties all of these things together. Yeah, I would agree with that. I got into a fight. So I've started doing the interview circuit again. I did this last year, and then, you know, it it takes a lot to get three hours worth of content on screen, so Mm -hmm. it got kind of faded off. Mm Mm-hmm. I got into an argument about which quarterback you'd rather have going forward, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Do do you have a take on that? I didn't ask you this before the show, so you didn't get a chance to plan for this at all. I I mean, I have have thought about it. I think we've talked about it in passing before. I think it would be Justin Herbert, but I'm not so positive on that. And to me, that's insanity. Yeah. It is absolutely preposterous to me. Well, I got one that's already had a devastating knee injury, and that would that would be a factor and for Herbert me. Herbert had injury issues in college. Okay. I, I mean, I've seen Joe Burrow do otherworldly things. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get worried with Herbert. And, and the reason I bring this up is because the, the stat argument was, well, Brady threw for 300 more yards than any other quarterback. Okay, what, what worries you about Justin Herbert? How much better is that team going to get? than they are right now he's had two but he had one of the best rookie years we've ever seen Mm -hmm. he had arguably the third or fourth best year of a quarterback in the nfl this year Mm -hmm. turned the ball over a little bit more than you would want him to touchdown to interception ratio wasn't splendid but he was very good yes and they're still sitting at home Mm -hmm. that would be bothersome that that's just bothersome to me okay of i don't know much better you can play and you're going to get paid in very short order, and it's going to be a number that is dumb, dumb high. The day we have to break, hey, Justin Herbert just signed an extension with uh, the L.A. Chargers. Oh, yeah, how much was it for? $11 billion. Right. I, I don't know how much better that team can get. Okay. And I feel like Brandon Staley's catching a lot of, of, of flack, and I don't get it. I heard Rob Parker yesterday say Brandon Staley should have been fired. Yeah. That is the most asinine thing I've heard come out of somebody's mouth in quite some time. There are a lot of people who do not like the fact that he takes so many chances and that he doesn't, you know, play it close to the vest. But I mean the end of that the end of that Raiders game was just unbelievable. Justin Herbert makes some 
fantastic plays. And I know Joe Burrow does too. I'm not trying to say anything about against Joe Burrow. It's easily 1A and 1B to me. And they can be interchanged at any given moment. Because I have seen greatness out of both of them. And, but the and way Justin Herbert is able to come through in the clutch on fourth downs. I mean, and that's like the fifth game he did that this year. He just makes some unbelievable decisions at great times. And and that's the the thing is I feel like Joe Burrow is is lifting pieces around him. Mm-hmm. Is Austin Eckler markedly better today with Justin Herbert? No, he's he's virtually the same guy I saw before all of this. Right, great multi dimensional weapon. Keenan Allen is he way better than he was? No, no. Mike he's is getting Mike worse, Williams actually. is Mike Williams way better than he was? He's been healthier. He just has somebody to deliver him the ball. And, and I look at Cincinnati and I go, T. Higgins is now a legitimate top 20 receiver in the NFL. And I don't even think that's – I thought that was spicy when I wrote it down. It's not. No. I, I did the list. I got to 17 and went, I cannot put anybody else up here. Mm-hmm. I had him. Mm-hmm. And that's because of Joe Burrow. I feel like Jamar Chase benefits from Joe Burrow in a way that I don't know that there's any other quarterback that would that, that would make him as good as he has looked. And I just look at Burrow and go, you know, and that's tying this back into the MVP conversation. Everyone I've seen, it's basically Brady Rogers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if for nothing else, being a member of the media, somebody has to step up for old Smoke and Joe, and it's going to be this mulleted man right here. <laughs> look, you stepped up for Josh Allen last year and you fell short. Josh Allen didn't have the MVP year that they, we expected him to this year. No, and that was and, an expectation thing. Josh Allen was really good. Yeah, and Joe's Joe's going to get his due. Don't worry. He'll he will definitely get his due at some point. But to me, when it comes down to the MVP this year, it is Aaron Rodgers is number one. But to me, Tom Brady is a very, very close second. I don't think he's close, but I think he's clearly in the top three. Uh I know you don't dig stats, but no, I do. I, I, I love I'm stats. more analytics than I am yeah, stats. But I love stats. And so Tom Brady became the third quarterback since 1991 this year to lead the league in completions and attempts. In fact, he set the new NFL record for completions in a season, uh, which to me only bolsters his case of maybe you shouldn't give me a vote or two for the MVP. Uh, The fact that he did break an all-time record this year. Uh, But completions, attempts, yards, and touchdowns. He's only the third since 1991. Would you like to take a guess at who the other two were? The other two quarterbacks that led, say that one more time. Led in completions and attempts, yards and touchdowns, all in the same year. It's happened three times since 1991. I feel like Pat Mahomes would have to be one of those. Wrong. And then I'm Seacrest out. Peyton Manning. I should have known that, and I'm kicking myself for not saying that out loud. Peyton Manning did it in 2013, and Drew Brees did it in 2008. And Tom Brady has now become the third since 1991. Here's another one. I'm going to quiz you on this one, too. He is the fifth quarterback ever, so you got to name the other four, the fifth quarterback ever to have 5,000 yards, forty t- at least 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, and a passer rating of over 100 in the same year ever. Fifth ever. Who are the other four? No clue. It's Dan Marino in 1984, Drew Brees in 2011, Peyton Manning in 2013, and Patrick Mahomes in 2018. Oh, so it was the guy I said the first time, the two yep. you had just said, and Dan Marino. Yep. I think I should have been able to sound that out. Yeah, exactly. All of those 
by the way, except for one, won the MVP that year. Just a little, the one that didn't win it was Drew Brees, because he does never won an MVP. And do you know who won the MVP in 2011? It's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it was Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to keep both of these guys from being the only ones in that group not to win the MVP. I don't have a problem with Tom Brady not winning an MVP. I don't. Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player, but I just don't I don't believe that it's not a discussion or it's not even close. I think it's not and my stance would be it's not even close, but I don't think it's close after you get past two and three. Mm-hmm. So I think Aaron Rodgers has lapped the field to me. And then you get into Burrow Brady, and there's a probably a couple other guys that at least deserve mentioning there. I just don't think they're close to those two. Mm-hmm. And then there's a drop off a cliff to Right. Me. Right. So, everybody's voting. Everybody's voting Aaron Rodgers. We're all good with that. We're just, I'm good with Aaron he's Rodgers. He's walk away just, MVP. Right? You know what? Let's just give to him now. Maybe I think he should. Maybe he can accept it on the Pat McAfee show. We could have given it to him in week two of the season after they did the turnaround with the Saints. Because do you remember what we said after that in week two when he came out and they won and he started to put on a show? We went strap in, folks, because here it goes. And now they're thirteen and four from where you thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season, I feel like the Green Bay Packers have to be a surprise of the year. I don't know how surprised me because I told you this before the year. <laughs> but after that first game, you weren't concerned at all. If you remember, you did a show with me and I went, hey, you know what? Some things weird. Sometimes weird things happen. And that was one of them. <laughs> right. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 rogue combat club Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training has a goal for our community one that's stronger more fit and unwavers in its support of one another rogue combat clubs instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in brazilian jiu-jitsu muay thai and wrestling rogue combat club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms join today at roguecombatclub.com i believe real estate isn't about properties it's about people i am clarissa marshall with exp realty serving all of western north carolina navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key i'm a native of western north carolina and i close over a home a week I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Oh, it's a good day to be a dog here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I I promise I'm not going to be this insufferable for the entire year, but it is, it is celebration day in the state. (laughs) And and that's totally acceptable. I remember all three of ours like they were yesterday. No, they weren't, but they weren't yesterday. No, No. it's, it's been a while. It's been, uh, what was it? 20 years. 2016. 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. 2016. 12, 2015 season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jimbo was gone within 18 months, and it was great <sighs> sadness in Tallahassee. And it's been all dog water since. Yes, if you are just joining us, I am uh, celebrating the win of the Georgia Bulldogs last night in the national championship game, and I feel like everybody should be celebrating today. Every time Alabama loses a national championship, I feel like the entire country should celebrate. 
Am I wrong? You, Do we not all just get tired? Okay, stop. You don't have to treat them like the uh, big brother that you're never allowed to dunk on. You dunked on them. It's 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 done. You you don't have to. Yeah, but you but 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 here's the thing. It, 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 that doesn't change anything. Oh no, it does. I mean, it, well, it should. I mean, it 100 percent should. Okay, well, all right. Georgia and Kirby Smart have now put. You know, they posted up. They've said, yeah, you're here we are. Now. We're here. We're champions. Okay, yeah, you're a champion. That's now. fine. That, those. It, what so, happened three years ago? Mm-hmm. That, out out the brain. That's champion. You're a champion. Oh, that now. never goes away. Oh, it it, it did for me. Because uh, I'll be honest with you, I got three national titles to lean on. We could be dog water for the next thirty years, and you know what I'm going to say? But do you remember when James Winston did kill a bitch with the Because I do. I don't know. I mean, Alabama's already the way too early top twenty-five number one for next year. They're already the odds-on favorite to win the national championship again. I just feel like we 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 all still have that in common. I mean, just because Georgia won one measly little national championship, it doesn't mean that we can all go away from Nick Saban made a deal with the devil and he's still not going away. And he's not gonna for probably another 10 years. I don't nah, think maybe not that long. I don't think he'll go that long. Maybe not that long. But we've got at least another seven i will say this though nick saban looks about 10 years younger than he is so it's probably not going to be anytime relatively soon no i don't expect it to be at all but again like i say i think we i think we can all celebrate when somebody other than alabama wins a national title just like we celebrated clemson when they won national title we didn't really we didn't really celebrate florida states but i did oh i know you did oh i did I know you did, but everybody in the ACC went, ah, them again? No, thank you. No, thank you. By the way, uh, this has been mentioned by Adam Black several times in the comments, and I feel like I just need to give it the air. Um, It's really high on the South Carolina Gamecocks next year. Uh, A lot of people are. Like, like, really? They have talent. I, I'm still but national championship. Yeah, like, I'm still on. not. Uh, I'm not a Spencer Rattler fan, and I never will be. So right. I will say, if you listen to my rankings of quarterbacks going into this year, mm-hmm. you did pretty well this year. Because the two I was really down, well, three I was really down on were J.T. Daniels mm-hmm. and Spencer Rattler and, and Keaton, Keaton Slovis. Slovis. And now they probably will all three transfer before it's all said and done. Really, you think JT will, will transfer? I would. I mean, personally, I want to play, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, cool. I got a ring. That's phenomenal. Uh, I want to play. You don't think he'll even be in the discussion next year? No. Of course he will. No, because Stetson Bennett's coming back. Stop that. Stetson Bennett's coming back. There's... Oh, I know. Stetson Bennett's going to be your quarterback. JT Daniels is still the better quarterback. Uh, I I have never disagreed with that. You know who does disagree with that? Kirby Kirby Smart. Smart. And he's the only one whose opinion really matters. Right. I would rather go with Gunnar Stockton. Well, you're not going (laughs) to. The freshman that's coming in, rather than trying to lead on Stetson Bennett again. But who knows? Maybe he can... Maybe he can have us at the top of the division again. I think we'll be at the top of the division regardless next year. But... It, you know, it is what it is. Let's get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, I got an animal story today. 
Jeremy, I know you hate birds. Because birds aren't real, in your opinion. Correct. Um, Hashtag birds aren't real. <laughs> I know you don't like squirrels. Nope. Uh, how do you feel about rats? Uh, not a fan. Not a fan of rats? It's actually just flightless birds. Actually, a rat is uh, a bird is really just a rat that can fly. I thought that would be a bat. A bat is really just a rat that can fly. That's why it rhymes. <laughs> well, sad to te- sad to report that there is a heroic rat that has passed away. A heroic a rat? heroic rat. He has done more in his life than. I would say 99.998% of all rats out there. He has achieved so much. His name was Magawa, and Magawa has passed away. And he is being uh, remembered for the true hero that he really was. Um, There's a charity, APOPO, APOPO, and they have been working in Cambodia for years trying to eliminate all of the landmines that have been left over from the wars i'm i'm not sure that this story is going to end well i i just the setup doesn't sound good (laughs) for five years this same rat has been the star of the quote-unquote fleet that APOPO has used to help detect landmines. He found over a hundred landmines and other explosives in his five-year career. And now he is gone. Natural causes. Natural cause. That's what's weird about this. They used the same rat for five years going into the jungles of Cambodia trying to find landmines, and this guy had retired. He had retired in recent months, and he just, in the last few days, just, I mean, he's he's an eight-year-old rat. The rats don't live a whole long, uh, a whole long life. And, you know, you, you might think they would live a little bit longer when you see the size of Magawa. There are several pictures on the internet of Magawa, the heroic rat from Cambodia. He is the size of a very small dog. Like, unbelievable. But the fact that he did not lose his life in the line of duty, I think, is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> that a rat who looked for landmines died of natural causes and i and i will agree with our canada and friend armchair commentary who helps us with uh and is our partner on our sunday show yep. uh nothing you just said changed the power ranking of rats for me in the top two <laughs> uh, master splinter from the teenage mutant ninja turtles is one okay Stuart little is two and and that rat that you were just talking about can be number three He'll be number three. Master Splinter will always be number one. All right. All right. So just uh, pour one out today from Magawa. And Master Splinter. And Master Splinter. We often in this segment say don't do crimes. Yes. You know when you really shouldn't do crimes? You should never do crimes. But if you're going to do crimes, you should certainly not be a police officer who is supposed to be responding to crimes. A California appellate court has ruled that two Los Angeles police officers were properly fired because they didn't respond to a robbery. Okay. A robbery happened. It was at a Macy's in the Crenshaw area. So they send out the, uh, you know, the calling all cars and the closest car you're supposed to respond. This car was right around the corner and it was containing 
Luis Lanzano, and Eric Mitchell. They were both members of the Los Angeles Police Department. And when this comes out, apparently there was a camcorder in their car. There's a little video that records them and the things they say. Lozano could be heard saying, after hearing this, oh, screw it. We're not going to respond to that. So they didn't. And do you know why? Why? Do you, do you know what they were doing in that car? What? This was in 2017. Okay. They were playing Pokemon Go <laughs> in the car. They literally <laughs> drove the car away from the robbery to find a Charizard or a Snorlax <laughs> or a... I don't know even how to kind of pronounce that. T-E-G-E-T-I-C. Mm-hmm. Tegetic? Yeah, sure. They're discussing on the video how to find these things while an active robbery is happening right down the street. First of all, okay, don't be a grown person playing Pokemon Go. No. I mean, I'm not judging you. We all have... You know, I talk about the NFL draft for 12 months a year, so I'm probably not one that should be labeling people as the cool kids. Right. Because I don't necessarily think that I fall into that. Nope. However, what you should do if you're a LAPD police officer is stop crimes because that's your job. People do crimes. They're not supposed to do crimes, but they do crimes. And when they do crimes, you're supposed to stop the crimes. Mm-hmm. Not look for a Charizard. I don't even know what that is, and I can't believe I've said that word on this show two times. So it's like a dragon. If you're playing sportsocracy bingo, Charizard, if you had that, you know what? Count it twice. Give yourself a free spot on the wheel, because mm. I said it three times. Squirtle. That was always my favorite. Oh, what? <laughs> it's actually the only other Pokemon I know the name of. That was one game that came along, and I went, nope. Mm-mm. Basically, anything that had to do with cards, I'm out. Except for baseball cards. Nope. Never did those? And I've got a ton of them. Really? Yeah. It's somewhere in the the collection of things that I have accrued over my life, I have a tremendous collection of baseball cards. And frankly, I could have three Honus Wagners in there, and I would never know. Bet you don't. Oh, I'm sure I don't. (laughs) I do know I have a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Yeah. That at one time was worth quite a bit. And I had about 10,000 more. So, if anybody wants to go find that, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, don't go raid my childhood home, right? But I was gonna say, you tell me where they are, I'll go pick them up. I'm a, a sucker for baseball cards. And here's the thing: I don't actually know where they are. Well, that's a problem. There's a lot of things that I own that I don't know where they are. That seems like a problem. My Ric Flair robe—that's the saddest one. That. Yeah, how do you let that out of your sight? I. <laughs> I, had, I think it was in a storage unit the last time I saw I mean, it. It was the actual like costume quality. Oh, it was it was made by a seamstress with sequins that had my name on it. It was wow. super cool. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, that was in when I was in sales. It's one of the because guess what? Released. In sales, I was no less insufferable than I am now. No, are you serious? Who shocked? Show hands. Yeah, no. When you told me one of your former sales jobs gave out wrestling belts for the salesman of the month, that's why you got the robe, wasn't it? No, but I, I mean, I was the I was the boss there. Oh, so you I, that was your I thing. Was, that yeah. was your incentive. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, I was all the right. Boss there. So that totally makes sense because I went. That's a weird thing for a multinational corporation to have yeah, as a that was my thing sales award. Yeah, that was my thing. Okay, all right. Now it makes all the sense. And here's the thing in Belts the world. Cool. <laughs> Bulbasaur, yeah, Alexander. There's another one. 
always loved the Bulbasaur. A Bulbasaur. Isn't that what you get if you touch a light? You didn't leave it off long enough for it to cool down, you get a Bulbasaur? That's right. That's right. You try to take the light bulb out when it's still hot. You end up with that Bulbasaur. It's also called a blister. You got I, I believe those are the. I believe that's. You could just call that guy blister. <laughs> All right, coming up in the uh, third hour, the uncensored third hour of the sportsocracy. Here we are going to be talking about all of the playoff teams in the NFL. We will rank them fourteen to number one. So from the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I ruined it. Oh, you ruined the Darn surprise. It. Darn it! Well, I guess you'll. I mean, have is there to any way to see the other Thursday? Is there any way that you look at this at this field of fourteen teams and go, "Yeah, Philadelphia is not the worst of all of them"? I don't think there is. No, but I do feel like there could be a realigning of the universe because you got your Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you got your World Series, you got your national title, and it would be really personally pleasing to me for your buccaneers to go in and lose to philadelphia that would be really <laughs> satisfying to me you just 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 go so i have to taste defeat immediately just so is that I, what it is? you know you just need to be humbled okay you've won too much and yeah. and i feel like all right there's already one big ego on this show we right. we there's a small room okay <laughs> we don't have enough room for two so we knew we just need you to be humble hey, you give a, me a couple you give me a couple more years and i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna add an nba championship to that as well the charlotte hornets are good yeah charlotte was the only thing that saved last night from being a total disaster mm-hmm. Lamelo ball he's he's good at basketball he's the best player we've ever had and i said that before he even took a, a the first tip with charlotte hornets that very well may be true i think you said true. that to me before and I've always just kind of well the first time it. well the first time I said it it was he's already the biggest celebrity we've ever had. Oh, uh, and that's a no doubt. I mean, other than the owner of the team, obviously. Yeah, Michael doesn't count because he never wore the jersey. Exactly, he's definitely the biggest star we've ever had. But now I'm starting to think he actually is the best player that has ever played for the Charlotte Hornets. And I don't think I can come off of that. I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain, and I, I, I mean, I get how, you know, uh, what a great career Alonzo Mourning had, but he was only in Charlotte for three years. And and Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson's the one that I would have argued. Larry Johnson, he, you know, he had his moment in the sun, the grandmama converse thing, and he was on Family Matters. But, and it, the, but you know, it didn't last that long. No, it only lasted for four years, and then he went to the New York Knicks and completely bombed. So uh, I had somebody that grew up as a Knicks fan. That was not uncommon. <laughs> so Lamelo Ball, he is he is the best thing going today in in Charlotte, and I think I think we could build a championship team around him. I would I would agree with that he's a very good player. Here's another question that I've been asked recently: If you had to pick the top five young players in the NBA to build around, who would they be? Well, to me, you got Luka Doncic and John Morant that are no doubt one and two, and it's so close. Mm-hmm. I still put Zion up there. He would but then I have, but list, then I have, it. it's like Lamelo is four. Mm-hmm. Lamelo, Trey Young. Yeah, you know it's funny you mentioned that. Just after yeah. we had the uh, Zion conversation mm-hmm. the other day, I sent a couple feelers out of what would it take to get Zion Williamson? Right. Let me just give me a second. I, I, I but simply because I don't want to misquote this. Right. 
well, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking of other young guys in the league that uh, I think are better than Zion. Okay, here or it gonna is going to be better pieces. Here it is verbatim from a uh, somebody that works in NBA draft scouting. Okay, cool. Your best player plus three ones. Wow, minimum. minimum. Yikes! That's what it costs to get Zion Williamson right now. Hmm. And I, I'm assuming that he thought the reason that I asked that was for Charlotte. Yeah. So I think he was assuming that I was talking about oh, Charlotte wanted to get him because he played at Duke. Right. He's from you know uh, Spartanburg. Spartanburg. Yeah. That's not why I asked that, but uh, Lamelo and three ones. That's about what it would take. And which is completely and, and that's, insane. And that's not happen. No. I'm just saying that if you want to procure him, that's what they're going to ask for. That's, that's the reason insane. that hasn't but it, that has gained no traction. Right. Is because New Orleans has made it very very clear that we still believe. He is an elite young player in this league, and he will be treated as such. Donovan Mitchell. I would put him on that list before I would put Zion. Yeah, but Donovan Mitchell's been in the league for a while. I mean, three years? No, Four years? Longer than that. Donovan Mitchell's already gotten paid. Okay. He's been in the league at least four years. I think this is five? It might be. 2017. So, yeah, this is his fifth year. Yeah, okay. I still feel like he's, I don't know, he'd be a better piece to build on than zion at this i don't point. disagree i mean i don't disagree with that he's also mm-hmm. four full years older no i get it and i and and i like donovan mitchell mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. so i've always seen the promise with zion but i've always known that these like what's happening well, right you're now you're talking up way I've too much of what's happening like, right now to him being out of shape i got news for you he could be made of titanium and he would not be playing for the new orleans pelicans right now mm-hmm. and if you remember i told you that before the last season even ended but again, to I'm me, that factors into me. it. Why? Because you're playing for a dumpster fire franchise that sells 2,000 seats a night. No, no, You've just, already watched every star in this franchise's history walk out the door? It still just tells me that if he don't, if he don't get his way, he ain't going to play the way I want him to. Oh, you mean like and every so. superstar in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like Anthony Davis, LeBron James, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant? I, I mean, I keep doing this. <laughs> I, I probably I do this it. until blood came out of my ears. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're holding the same I don't remember thing any them. of those guys, though, being able Anthony to come back Davis and not doing it. Anthony Davis was literally held out of games because they were afraid he'd get hurt again. Kyrie Irving looked at Cleveland and went, I'm not playing here anymore, so you do what you want to do. <laughs> right. You let me just sit around and collect dust. Oh, and then he did the same thing in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that's the NBA, a little different. I don't hold that against Zion at all. Okay. And I still think he's going to be a star in this league. All right, Jeremy took a uh, he beating. Took a, Jeremy, it was a beating. I was going to say you took a bath. Your hair doesn't look like it, but you did take a bath uh, last night. <laughs> look here, look here, Benjamin Franklin. There are a lot of things that you can take shots at me over, <laughs> but not your hair. Harry, one of them. <laughs> There's more hair in the drain of my sink than there is on your head. So. There's no doubt about that. Jeremy took a bath last night, and uh, I got five on it. But tonight's a different night. <laughs> lose a lot $175 loss last night not all of the winnings from the first week but you know we're, we're closer to that original balance tonight I got $250 $125 wager first one $25 the Texas Longhorns at home tonight against Oklahoma the good of Texas is outrageously good you don't always see it but the thing that I'm looking at in this matchup is Chris Beard 
prides himself on defense. I haven't seen it all from Texas, but they're markedly better than Oklahoma. This is on the road. I don't have tremendous faith in this. You know, this is not a hundred dollar play by any stretch, but uh, you know what? Uh, I, I got twenty five on it. Texas minus six and a half against Oklahoma. Second, one, Illinois. This is a I got fifty on it. The Illinois Final Eye are a 13 and a half point favorite at Nebraska. Let me tell you the things that could happen in this game where they wouldn't cover the 13 and a half. Okay. They have to play with three players. <laughs> uh, every one of their players has to tie their shoes together and play the entire 40 minute game that way. Uh, they tell them the wrong address of the stadium and they just never show up. Do, do you kind of see a, a theme here? Mm-hmm. That Nebraska team is horrendous and they can't defend at all and they really struggle with oh what's it big guys you know that thing that illinois has a lot of i got 50 on illinois minus 13 and a half at nebraska and finally i got 50 on same pick from green on green you know i've got a lot of confidence when i do that the suns are smarting off an ugly loss the other night the numbers moved way too much it's a mixture of vegas hubris and the most recent thing we've seen they're too high on toronto they're riding off phoenix after a bad game the other night i got 50 on the phoenix suns minus four at the toronto raptors you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville, 92.9 fm 880 a.m and 1400 sometimes it's the little victories that mean the most at Ingalls, we know there's no one you'd rather share those miniature memorable moments with than family. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. This week at Ingalls, select sizes and varieties cheese at crackers, two for $6. Select sizes and varieties Dunkin' Bag or K-Cup Coffee, four ninety-eight each. And select sizes and varieties General Mill Cereal, two for $5. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Here in Beer City, we take homegrown seriously. And since 2012, Wicked Weed Brewing has been pushing the boundaries of the industry. They've not only created staples like the Freak of Nature Double IPA, Lieutenant Dank, and Pernicious, but they also opened the first sour beer tap room on the East Coast. Wicked Weed has also supported our local community to the tune of $1.6 million with the Beers That Build program. Visit one of their four locations, schedule a brewery tour, or place an order for pickup or delivery. WickedWeedBrewing.com Okay, okay, this is the last time. This is the last time that I will play it coming back for break. I just had to play them all because this is where we usually do I'm mad, but today I'm happy. And I'm going to level I'm not really mad. I mean, yeah, I hate that I lost the beat the chief contest, but I'm I'm really happy for Georgia. They've been very close for a long time, and at the end of the day, I, it's not like I'm an Alabama fan. It's just how I how I wagered it. Right. There's no emotion in this. Right. I am super happy because I mean, 41 years. 1980 was the last time that Georgia won a national championship, and and it was it was just. It was just the fates, I guess, that brought it all together to win in 2022. And yes, I, I, I go back to something that I said yesterday. This one is for everybody that never got to experience the happiness. I mean, there's an entire generation. If you were 45 years or younger, you have no recollection of the 1980 National Championship game. I mean, you were three or four years old when Herschel Walker and company did it. And now, 
I mean, this is for every great player that has gone through that Georgia program, everyone associated with the program. That's why I fell in love with Georgia football in the first place, because the history is so great. I've participated in the dog walk uh, right at Sanford Stadium, you know, as the guys come into the in, in, into the stadium in between the hedges. This is for every one of the 12 Uggas that have been throughout history, even Rusty, that little uh, that little brown dog that we had for a couple of years after Ugga 10 died. This is Larry Munson, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford. I know Sean Moreno, Charles Johnson, one of the greatest Carolina Panthers of all time, Thomas Davis, all of these guys couldn't do what the 2022 Georgia Bulldogs did and win a national title and bring it on back home to Sanford Stadium. Between the hedges is never going to be the same. And I completely disagree with everybody on social media who has said something of this ilk over the last eight, 12 hours of well, that was part of Georgia's identity. They couldn't have won. They shouldn't have won a national championship because that was part of the allure of Georgia. No, being a loser is never an allure to anything. Winning defines who you are. And now Georgia can say they are the kings of the football world. Stay tuned with us for the third hour coming up next exclusively online. Go to the sportsocracy.com. Click on that live YouTube link.